Good afternoon. It is uh, Wednesday, September the 8th, and I'm here with Congressman James Comer, uh, Kentucky's first district representative. Uh, thank you, uh, Congressman, for joining us on short notice. I apologize for that, but you're making your rounds and uh, talking to your constituents, and we appreciate that. And uh, I just, you know, a little bit, just give us a little bit of background and maybe education. I know you're a Western right. grad. I'm a Western grad. Uh, even better than that, I'm a Monroe County High School uh, <laughs> graduate from 1990. Uh, always enjoyed coming to Allen County and getting beat in uh, basketball and golf and football and all that. But, uh, you know, I consider Allen County uh, uh, home. You know, any, anywhere around Monroe County is home. And, uh, but I, I grew up uh, in Monroe County. Uh, my father was a dentist. My grandfather was in the construction business. They had some farms. I love those farms. That's what I wanted to do in, in business. So uh, I got an agriculture degree at Western and uh, started farming and was active in the community, ran for state representative and won, uh, served six terms in the Kentucky State House, and then was commissioner of agriculture yes, for four I, years. I love that. Yes. And then uh, now I've been in Congress four years. Well, see, I'm a former, uh, I'm, re, I'm a retired farm service agency right, director. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I'll, you know, I'll have a, a soft heart for uh, farming. Absolutely. Um, and just uh, one note, of course, talking about dentistry, uh, we have actually an Allen County in Scott, uh, Greg Crabtree. Yeah. And yeah. He, he's from Allen County. He graduated with my wife. Greg. Uh, bought my father's dental practice. Oh, he did? Yeah, okay. yeah. He did his intern under my dad in Tompkinsville. Uh, Greg's dad, Kenneth Crabtree, and my dad were best friends. So, oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, Greg's good Good Allen County, and, and uh, he's, he's in my dad's. I called to get a dental appointment the other day, and it's my dad's old <laughs> office number, so I remembered it. That's so yeah. fun. He kept it, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. He kept it. Yeah. Okay, so, and, and we'll get to COVID just a second, but just just a quick, uh, what philosophy on government in general? Mm -hmm. I'm just curious yeah. how you feel about, you know, how right. things are going and, and your personal philosophy. Well, I, I'm a conservative. I, I think that government has a responsibility, a, a limited responsibility to protect the people. Uh, you protect the people with a, a strong national defense. Uh, you protect the people by securing the borders. You protect the people uh, by preventing things like monopolies. And uh, uh, you try to have trade agreements where you're on a level playing field. That's the role for, for government. The, uh, the current administration, the Biden administration, is, uh, has a totally different view on government. They think government's the answer to everything, that uh, we need more government in our lives, uh, that the private sector is secondary to the government. And I, I think that uh, a lot of these policies we're seeing in Washington that pay people not to work, that are extending the unemployment, that are, you know, giving people more food stamps, more, you know, you don't have to pay your rent, the eviction moratorium, you don't have to pay your utilities, uh, utility moratorium. Things like that are devastating our economy, more than COVID. And we've got 10 million jobs available right now in the United States, but we've, we've got high unemployment in, in certain areas because the government's paying people not to work. So the government needs to get out of the way. The government has a role. You know, there's some people say, well, the government, we don't even need a government. That's not true. We, we need a government, but it should be a limited small government. And I just think that the, there's two competing ideologies in Washington right now. There are people who want more government and people who want less government. And I'm in the camp of people who want less government. Well, I mean, right now you're looking at a, you know, 50-50, and right. uh, it takes the vice president to break most. Mm -hmm. And that, yep. that's got to be a little bit frustrating for either side. I it, mean, it, It's point. frustrating because, uh, so in the House where I am, if Pelosi lost three votes on a bill, then it would fail. Okay, I was talking about right. the Senate, but I'm sorry. Yeah, the yeah, Senate and right. the House. Well, sure. it's both. Well, right. well, the, the point I'm trying to make, the, yeah. the House and the Senate 
are basically mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. So there's no mandate. Mm-hmm. And when you're even, you would think that, well, this is an opportunity to be bipartisan. But what we're seeing is everything's a partisan vote. And it's, uh, you know, you got the Democrats strong arming, you know, Joe Manchin to, to go along with them so they can have a 50-50 vote and Kamala Harris can break the tie and in the House, Pelosi strong-arming those moderates that don't want to raise taxes and don't want to, you know, have more uh, government spending. And instead of trying to sit down with people in both parties that want to govern, and and it's just real frustrating what's going on in in Washington now. I don't think that there's a mandate to spend $3.5 trillion on a bunch of uh, more more enhanced government. Uh, So hopefully when we go back in the next couple of weeks, there can be some common common sense will prevail and we can think about the taxpayers and the next generation of Americans and stop running up the credit card debt. Well, that's what I was, you know, you talked earlier, we were talking about the infrastructure bill and so forth. And you said only list, basically 20% of that is for roads and yeah, bridges, 20%. which when I think infrastructure, that's what I think that, of. That's, that is infrastructure, but they've come up with a new term called human infrastructure, you know, okay. and there's a, a term that they're, they're, trying to put more environmental regulations in place and they're saying well that's as a, a result of environmental racism and that's a word i'd never heard of until the last few weeks i mean just this this liberal crazy stuff that's coming out of uh, major players in washington right now that uh, just make no sense i don't think the average person in allen county would agree with any of it and it's, uh, it's just a battle that's going to keep brewing in, in Washington over the next year and a half. I think the uh, President Ronald Reagan Tip O'Neill days are gone because I, um, you always heard they just fought like cats and dogs all day long. Yeah. Then they sit down and have a drink yeah. after, you know. And, and, yeah. and, and really, some of the business got done after yeah. hours. Yeah, well, you don't. You, you don't see that anymore, do you? No. You I won't. mean, if you was to sit down and, and try to work something out after hours, they would consider you an enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's the bad thing. You've got on either side conservative yeah. media and liberal media. If I'm, you know, I have Ocasio Cortez on my committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, if If she wanted to work together on a bill that, you know, sometimes occasionally she has an idea that I think would uh, be fairly popular in the district. Not very often, but sometimes. Right, sure, yeah. But if I was seen working with Ocasio-Cortez, you know, Fox News would uh, would hammer me, and, and honestly, MSNBC would hammer her for <laughs> exactly. working with me, you know, because he's a Trump supporter. Well, you know, it's Trump. unfortunate that you can't, that I guess social media, media in general, mm-hmm. dictate, or at least... Yeah you know, kind of sway you and how you, because you, sometimes it gets in the way of doing business. It does. Good it does. business for everybody. The, the the best scenario, when you've got a 50-50 Senate and a House with a, with a six-vote majority, mm-hmm. you should really have bipartisan meetings going on. You should really be trying to work together, and that's not happening. And there's no steps being taken for that to happen. You know, when, when Biden was inaugurated he said he was going to uh, work in a bipartisan way and then I'll be completely honest I haven't seen anything bipartisan out of Joe Biden yeah anything. I think that you know if it is even on both sides it people want they, they've got you know fairly even so right. if they're going to look at this and like okay so we gave each of them a pretty even uh, playing field right but they haven't done anything with it now somebody's right. probably going to pay that price yeah. I assume next year yeah I'll I you know. you know, history's on the Republican side just simply for the fact that the president in his first term historically loses a bunch of seats mm-hmm. in the midterm. Trump did, Obama did, sure. the first Bush did, Clinton did. So 
uh, with what's happened in the last few weeks in Afghanistan and the rising inflation and the lack of border security, I, I just don't see Joe Biden turning it around. So hopefully there'll be a lot of changes in Washington. But, you know, that's a year and a half away. There's a lot of damage that could be done to the, <laughs> in to the world, in America over the next year and a half. In political time, that's a, a lot of time. Right. Uh, so, uh, okay, let's just touch on COVID. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously mm-hmm. it's everywhere. What You know, how how's that affecting you all's? Right. how you do your job in Washington and just in general. Well, it's not affected my day-to-day operations. In fact, I've been vaccinated. My family's been vaccinated. We uh, take COVID seriously, uh, use hand sanitizer. And, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I'm opposed to government mandates for vaccines and masks and things like that. I think that's uh, left up to the individual I, I fly a lot on planes planes mm-hmm. require a mask i think if a private company wants to require somebody to wear a mask that's fine that's you know the consumer can either do business with that private company or not exactly. but i don't think the government can come in and say you have to wear a mask i disagree with andy Bashir coming in saying okay restaurants can only see 50 percent right. occupancy or 30 percent occupancy that is uh, that is government overreach well i think supreme court Texas supreme court right. recognized that and they i did. think they're going to go mm-hmm. i uh, you know uh, representative uh sean mcpherson yeah they all got their work cut out for them yeah. it's going to be a busy special he session is. yeah sean's that, a good one he's doing yes. a good job he, he is rep. he's representing this uh county in this area good mm-hmm. but there's a lot of work to be done absolutely and the ball's in their court now um uh, so Agriculture, that's your, mm-hmm. you know, personal yeah. thing. So yeah. tell me a little bit about how agriculture is doing. I know, I know uh, corn prices are, uh, are they up right now? Corn prices are up, soybeans <laughs> are up. You know, a lot of that, uh, you know, you got overall inflation taking place. So uh, everything's going to be up. But, you know, if you, if you talk to a farmer and say, well, look, corn prices have doubled <laughs> and soybean prices have almost doubled, they'll say, yeah, but so is fertilizer and yeah. gasoline and seeds and chemicals and all that. So I don't know what the margin's going to be for farmers. Well, try try to lease, a gra- lease some good ground. Yeah, right lease some ground. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but the commodity prices are up a lot. We, we've still got trade imbalance uh, stemming from the tariffs and trade wars and things like that that need to be straightened out. But I, I think the future of agriculture is bright. Okay, so I, it, just down the road, just briefly, economy. We got it's, it's a strong performing economy. Mm-hmm. You know, it interest is. rates are low mm-hmm. and so forth. Inflation is creeping up. That's yeah. a kind of a, a thing. But you think are we still going to be strong for the next few months, or how you well, think? Well, I, I want to be positive. My my, uh, I always got frustrated with my father and grandfather. I thought they were a little negative. You know, they were always <laughs> predicting the next depression. I don't want to be like that. But I will say this: a lot of the policies coming out of Washington, I don't think are going to be very positive for the economy mm-hmm. uh, for example paying people not to work i mean every big employer i know is trying to hire yeah. more people and they're so frustrated yeah and then they have employees that you know anytime there's a child tax credit automatically deposit anytime there's a stimulus check a lot of employees say they may not show up for work for a couple of days it's hard to compete with it, that it, it is. small it business is. people in general yeah. you know you're 50 and 75 mm-hmm. 50 employers you know, have those kind of, it's hard to compete with those kind of uh, benefits. And it's unfortunate, you know, Tompkinsville, all your district, you're seeing all the small air. And I think that, you know, the the labor market is really tough. It's uh, right now, and I'm not sure, hopefully that, you know, once it expired, it expired Monday, I think. Yeah. Hopefully that might. Well, they're wanting to extend it some more in in Washington, and that's another battle we're fighting. Well, that'll be a, that'll be a tough one this time, I think. Yeah, I hope so. So, and we got to close up here. Uh, Sandy's giving us the uh, one, two minute (laughs) warning, but it's good to have somebody to keep you. Uh, Just close remarks. Yeah. Well, no, I'm glad to be in Allen County in Scottsville today. Uh, 
this, there's so many positive things going on here. I met with uh, local officials, yes. as you know, earlier mm-hmm. today, and I congratulated them on some uh, good census numbers. I out of 35 counties in the 1st Congressional District, there were only three that showed pretty significant growth over the past 10 years, and Allen County was one of the three. So that's that's good. I, I think that, uh, you know, any in every area of the, the community, you've got uh, nice houses going up, and you've got uh, – industrial parks with uh, good industries mm-hmm. there and you've got a lot of good ideas i saw the plans for a new park outside yes. the judge's office and um, my boy plays on a travel baseball yeah. team so i'm uh, i'm always interested in that but uh, i think you've got a lot of uh, good leadership in in allen county right now and if there's ever anything that my office can do to mm-hmm. be of any assistance to you all don't hesitate to give us a call and i told you this a while ago and i said in front of the whole group you know allen county is very unique that we have a very strong community mm-hmm. team uh, we meet every morning at 8.30 on a uh, conference call uh, with medical professionals, That's education, great. all that. Just to talk. It started out with COVID, but now it's kind of expanded. But, you know, and, and Judge Harper, uh, I'm sure, will be happy. And he's, he was happy to know that we are yeah. one of the three growth county in your, yeah. uh, your district. I, I appreciate you all working together. I, we, sometimes in the, the history of Monroe County, they don't get that memo, you know. <laughs> so, uh, I've, I've lived in Monroe County my entire yeah. life, and I, there are a lot of periods in – throughout history when you couldn't get the mayor and the judge in the same room to sign a proclamation for, uh, you know, National FFA Week or whatever. Well, I really appreciate what Judge Harper, you know, I'm new to this game, but Judge Harper's been very good. He's been a great mentor to me, and uh, he's like, as we want to move it forward, and we're really excited about that. So I'm going to go ahead and close it up because, you know, I know you've got to move on, but I I really appreciate you taking a few moments out of your time, schedule, and – We'll look forward to seeing you again, and good luck uh, when you're back in D.C. All right. I'm, All right. I'm looking forward to being back. I'm going to the CPCs and uh, their field day thing tonight, and yes. I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of people from Allen County all day. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.